focus on the temperature so the whole water stream would glow then the electric stuff stopped working and i was like that's probably good because i don't know if an electric faucet is like <laughs> the safest thing that's funny anyways why, all right why does it okay. work why does your work need a faucet like that because it's cool um all right my dude are we are we ready we're ready all right all right Welcome back to Jeff and Jaish. Uh, unfortunately, Jeff, once again, can't be with us here again today. So Nathan, thanks for filling in again. Absolutely. And we got special guest, Big John Widenauer with us. John, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it a lot. Thanks for getting up early and coming here and sitting through our technical difficulties. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> you're good. You're good. I was a half hour late. <laughs> we were a half hour later. We were. <laughs> no worries. So, But hey, that's okay. We're rolling. Yep. We, got, we got audio. We got video. We got Austin. Mm-hmm. to fix all that stuff too slay in yeah there's a dog somewhere around here and my wife yep making chicken mm. good stuff great stuff how are you guys doing this morning doing great i got some early doing good cold smoke coffee cold smoke sponsors shout out <laughs> copyright we're trying to get sponsors. you guys are, oh you're trying to get sponsored <laughs> Every, you, last <laughs> last time you tried to get us sponsored by a tv show <laughs> brooklyn 99 which i don't think happens i don't think people yeah, do that's that. true but uh sponsored by brooklyn 99 <laughs> i don't even know what brooklyn 99 is what is it it's a cough tv show right i've never actually i seen think it. i'm the only one here who's seen it nathan's the only one that's seen it it's really funny it's yeah. A, yeah it's a show about the 99th precinct in new york it's right. by the same writers as like the office and parks and rec oh okay so kind yeah. of similar humor mm-hmm. it's good though i recommend it i, I feel uh, like i'd like that then yeah, yeah it's funny it's on but, uh, uh hulu hulu mm. that's correct because it's well i think fox ran oh, it okay. and then they canceled it and nbc just bought it yeah. out for right. the last season so sure that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's true. Today we have a special guest, like we said, John mm-hmm. Widenauer. Appreciate you being here. I don't, yeah, I, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm special, but no, well, I think I think you are for sure. Pretty much all. You are currently the tallest guest we've ever had. It's okay. true. Out of <laughs> yeah. the two guests we've had, yeah, who we've had your wife on, Madison. Yeah, I don't know if she counts and as a guest. She's gonna be intermittent. We had a She's giving me a look right now. She's giving me a look right now. Uh, yeah. And I mean that lovingly because she's a regular. I don't think you're... Yeah. you're I guess she was a guest for one episode. Yeah. And then we had Lena Whitney, yeah. um, which you, I believe, are taller than both of them. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> so. so. Quite a bit taller. My first question for you, John, though, is um, in planning for all of this, I have spreadsheets that I use to put information in. Mm-hmm. I cannot for the life of me remember how to spell your last name. Mm-hmm. Is there like a simple trick that you have? Like, what do you tell people when yeah. someone says, like, how do you spell that? Yeah, so the first part. So there's five vowels, um, which throws people off. Okay. And understandably so. And it's not I before E in a German last name. It's I after E. Okay. So it's W-E-I and then D-E-N, two A's and R. Okay. So we got to remember that I is after E and then there's two A's at the end is kind of what the two keys. Okay. Remember how to spell my last name. There you go. That's fair. I feel like that's... That's reasonable at this point. Yeah, I, I messed up the I before E, I'll tell you that much. Is the, no, you're fine. Is, that's, am I wrong though? In most German last names that are. I have no I idea. I have no idea. Usually, I feel like that is because Caleb Schreibeis, his, their yeah. last name is Schreibeis German is as well. And yeah. both E-I's are, mm-hmm. or yeah, both of the. I'd roll with it. I don't know a lot of German names. people, I think, but, or German yeah. last names. Right, because I have a German last name, but it has no I in at it all. at Robert all mm-hmm. so mine's pretty english but that's okay yeah um, i don't judge you for nelson. it nelson <laughs> nelson nelson <laughs> one who nelson's the son of a nelson son of Nel. <laughs> oh okay that's what it is yeah <laughs> what's rule is rule a, 
a German last name. I think it. I think it is. I'm not totally but sure. Not sure. But it doesn't have an Austin is American through and through, so that's all he cares about. <laughs> but no, are you... He's I red, never stopped to think about that. Are you German also? I feel I, like there's a lot of Germans in Montana. I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All right. German influence. There's some, something from way up. Way back in the day. Way back. Yeah. All right. Josh, are you German as well? Uh, Scandinavian, Scandinavian, mostly, actually. And then some English because of that name. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah. John, I'm assuming you are... Yeah, it's German-Dutch influence. Okay. It's mostly... The Dutch side is where the community I come from, what they like to take pride in. Mm-hmm. The you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did yeah. you hear that a lot growing up? <laughs> Did you say that a lot growing up? Um, I didn't say it okay. a lot, but the one I recently heard that's funny too is if you're not Dutch, you ain't much, and then you're probably married to your cut, second or third cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Wow. So, that's a deep that's, cut there. Yeah. That is or then you're not people. married to your second or third cousin if you're not Dutch oh, or something like something that. Like it that. was just like when I heard that, I just died because... <laughs> the community I'm from, it's it's like that. You just people literally, I think, have to consider sometimes like, are we related? You sure. Know, before oh, they man. start dating, or as they are dating, like maybe we should find out. Sure. Go on ancestry.com. Something like that, or, or just, just ask, ask your family. Uh, yeah, like, ask all which the families right are we related to around yeah. here. I was gonna make a joke about using ancestry.com as a dating site, but I think I'll It's <laughs> <laughs> probably good to avoid that show. That'd uh, be, yeah. So, yeah, because you're from the like Churchill, Manhattan, yeah. Man- Amsterdam. We were discussing that, like, what is the difference between all those? Yeah, so Churchill, it's up on the hill, Amsterdam's kind of down in the ravine, or okay. ravine, well, just the where Camp Creek is down below. Um, so, and then Manhattan's eight miles to the south. Okay. Or excuse me. Yeah, to the south. So no, Churchill north, and Amsterdam are pretty close by. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. like quarter mile apart. Gotcha. So yeah, nice. like Churchill's up on the hill. Amsterdam's yeah. just like, if you guys know where Danhof is, it's like down yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. So okay, there used to be the Amsterdam store. There's a windmill there. There's two. There's there two or three windmills on Churchill. So okay, Churchill and the one down in Amsterdam. Okay. okay. And it's just like a big Dutch community there, right? Pretty much. It's kind of, you know, there's a lot more people moving in now to where it's not as prevalent as it used to be. Okay. But yeah, that's that's where I'm from. Nice. And that's, I feel like, contributed to the Manhattan sports dominance over the years. A little bit, yeah. A lot of that height coming (laughs) in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big Dutch people. Oh, my word. There's some, yeah. There there was, who are those? Uh, There's some Dutch, like Dane. Goes to oh, our yeah. youth group. That guy is a monster. Dan He's a huge. Dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can tell though if they're just tall and blonde. It's like you're from Amsterdam, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> usually, yeah. so. usually you're right. Yeah, but. him and uh, Amrud, Matt Amrud. Oh, is yeah. not a very short guy either. No. no. With some big kids. Yeah. Um, but he's super skinny. So. Right. Yeah, well, he is. His brother Josiah is not though. No, it's he's funny. a little it's bit like, thicker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting by Josiah the other day at youth group, and I was like. He's just a large dude sitting mm. next to me right Those now. Those kids got like wheels too. Going to be a junior mm. or something in high school. Like, yeah, they're pretty beastly for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, John, you played a lot of sports in high school, right? I did. Did you yeah. play for Manhattan Christian or Manhattan? Yeah, so I went to Manhattan Christian until I was a sophomore and then transferred to Manhattan my last two years of high school. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And was it basketball or football or both or? Uh, yeah, it was bas- golf. Basketball, football. I wish I would have done golf, but track as well. Oh, okay. What'd you do in track? Um, I did throws and then the four by one. You know, John, I have 
I used to have a Twitter. Well, I still technically have my Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> but I follow you on there. <laughs> the tons of taters. Yeah. But yeah. your little pictures, like skinny John mm-hmm. running up, yeah. like with a baton. I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen Big John that skinny before. No. Yeah. Which blew me away because, you know, I think you might have been a sophomore when I met you. Mm, yeah. In mm-hmm. college. And yeah. But I was so sophomore. you were already playing football for a year and it was mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. didn't even know you used to be. Yeah. That, that was. 60 like between my that picture and my sophomore year of college i was like 60 pounds difference oh yeah wow it was huge it was crazy but just the fact that like yeah when you said four by one i remember that picture i was like that was awesome (laughs) did you like running um the running part like i didn't do the workouts i only practiced handoffs i told my coach straight up like if you make me practice sprints like i'll do one or two three workouts a year or probably like in the in the season but i'm not gonna practice that otherwise i'm gonna quit okay <laughs> oh man <laughs> and they're just like okay yeah and i was the fourth pa- fastest person on on the track team so nice i got the the last all right i was the third leg okay, okay. Yeah. so i could because i i guess they said oh yeah you could handle the corner really well with your long stride um and so that'd be benefit to the team i was like sure nice whatever. yeah cool so it wasn't but it was like just kind of one of those things you did because you were there, but not. Yeah. And being from a smaller community, you know, you just went with what you had. Yeah, uh, sure. Totally. I, my hands track team, though, was pretty dominant. I think they won my senior year. We didn't win state, but we got second. But like six years after that, they won state. Wow. And like the double A? Class B. Class B. Okay. So class, you know, double A, A, B, and C. So we were kind of like the bigger small towns of Montana. That's so, man, those like class C basketball is brutal. Like Mm -hmm. Stephanie played, my older sister played for Mount Ellis and they're class C. Yeah. And just the competitiveness in Mm -hmm. all of those, like all the way up. But even class C is just like all these tiny towns. so many towns in class C that it's like. Yeah. It's brutal. Try to make it out of districts. You got to have, if you have two or three good kids on your team, you're basically going to go a long ways. Yeah. Yeah, Um, that's true. And then if you have a good, but you have to have a good supporting cast with it too. But yeah, it's very competitive just with how many teams are out there. Sure. So, mm-hmm. Did you, so then you went on to play football for MSU, right? I did. Yeah. Um, basketball was my first love. Couldn't dribble. Was very physical and was my number one stat was foul, fouling out. And, oh. oh, wow. So nice. Well, hey, then, make it a hard foul, make it count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My philosophy really was if the guard comes down into the paint, foul him so hard that he doesn't want to come back. And <laughs> That's a good philosophy. Like, I'm sure it worked frequently. Though. Yeah, and then I broke a kid's hand, and then my coach told me to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I probably should be a little bit more of a benefit to the team instead of racking up our fouls and yeah. getting them into the double-double so quick. But, <laughs> But yeah, and then... Football, I was starting to get a lot of attention from uh, big schools. And it's like, okay, there's kind of some writing on the wall here. And I did, uh, I football, I didn't like practice, but I, I loved games. Sure. So I was just like, well, I think I can put myself through this. And if it's going to pay for college, why not? Yeah. Um, so. And what position did you play? I played offensive line. Okay. Um, I wanted to play defensive end. But again, athleticism was somewhat limited in defensive ends. You got to be quick and explosive. And I mean, I was explosive. I did have good top speed, but I didn't have like that pop that Mm. they want defensive ends to have. 
like you think of Von Miller for the Broncos, that's like his trademark. That's why he's so good is because his first step is quicker than anybody else's on the field. Hmm. So, yeah. So they recruit, you know, I was recruited by three different schools. I had three different offers. I had about five. I had five schools looking at me. Two of them were walk-on positions. One at Oregon State, and then one at Boise State. But then the other three that I had offers from were um, the Idaho Vandals. They suck. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the yeah, Vandals. Yeah, and Moscow, Idaho is yep. just disgusting. <laughs> uh, it's right next to Pullman, Washington. So yep. they're the little brother of Washington state. Okay. And, uh, and so also U of M and then Montana state, Montana state was the last place I wanted to come because it was close to home. I grew up a fan of those guys okay. and, um, but going through my recruiting process, I really started to realize that, you know, there was something different about being at MSU and granted, you know, I wanted agriculture as well. So Montana State's the ag school in Montana. Right. Um, and so that was it. But then there was also when I came on my visit, there was like a real genuineness to some guys on the team. And I called myself a Christian at the time in high school, but I really wasn't one. But I could sense that you know, this is probably where I should go because, you know, I could see that my life needed to change. And I also felt that that was more so... Um, something that I could see here at Montana state. Sure. So that's kind of why I chose Montana state and glad I did. Some days I wish I would have played defensive end or kind of pressed that issue a little bit, but (laughs) uh, I don't think I would have been able to kind of have the career that I had at Montana state. Sure. And you played all four years, right? Yep. Started, um, first start was in 2012, August something, and then never missed a game. Dude, there you go. That's sweet. Yeah, Yeah, I got pretty lucky. I never had a major injury. I had nicks and dings here and there, but I think pretty much everyone in football usually gets those. Yeah, I think there was probably a total of five games that I played that I was completely healthy, and usually (laughs) four of those are because they were from at the beginning of the year. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, fair enough. Classic. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and then you made it pretty far into the. NFL process, like almost to the end of that selection process, yeah. right? For yeah. the Bengals. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was pretty intense. Uh, just the level of competitiveness and the athleticism from college to, so here's how I like to describe it. So from when you go, you know, when you're a little guy, you know, you, you're developing a lot, you know, so you go from middle school to high school, like, oh man, that's a big jump. Like these guys are big, they're fast. So the the gap between middle school and high school is big. You go from high school to college narrows a little bit, but it's still a pretty big jump. Mm-hmm. You go from high, or you go from college to pros. It's like it gets that much more narrow. Interesting. Uh, just the athleticism side, but that's the margin that makes the better ones the great ones, um, um, who have that more of an edge because they train harder. They are so yeah. They there's two things to being an athlete having the ability, training yourself to have the ability to do what you do. And then <coughs> uh, the second one is knowing what you do, have to do. So they, they know the game and they know that they can perform with the body, you know, that they have with the athleticism they have. And then also the, you know, just what they've trained themselves to do. They've disciplined themselves sure. to, to doing so. Cause that's what stood out to me when I was at Cincinnati. Um, big name is AJ green. 
a wide receiver, yeah. top, one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL, top five, whatever. That, those are up for argument. I hate those. But, <laughs> um, you know, the thing that stood out to me about him is that, you know, he was very gifted. I guess that's another part of, like, physical discipline is, you know, there are some guys that are just gifted. But there are guys who just work their tail off, too. And he was both. Mm. Um, so he would work hard. He'd, you'd see him running uh, – um, not running laps, but uh, running cross fields, which you just run uh, cross and back with the guys and just trying to get the team better. Other guys like Vontez Perfect, you know, a little bit different. Um, he's labeled one of the baddest men in the NFL, <laughs> which is kind of true. <laughs> he's a very, not he's not very dirty, but he's I don't know. He's a very interesting character. And, okay. Um, so, but going through the process of, okay, so there was meeting the teammates and like hearing of these guys' names on TV and stuff. And then I was there with them and uh, it was, so that was fun. And then just really seeing the difference between a lot of different characters there. And there's some, you know, coming from a believer's standpoint, I thought, oh, man, this is going to be rough. You know, just a bunch of overpaid jocks. Sure. But there was a lot of solid dudes there, too, believers. Um, really? TJ Johnson, Cedric Pierman, um, my roommate, Alex Erickson. Uh, da, 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 why am I blinking on this guy's name? So, <laughs> James? That's James. James. Hey, James. James is walking in yeah, in the James. middle of the podcast, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so... Yeah, it was, you know, just the aspect of, you know, seeing all these big time players and just seeing them as, you know, they're just normal human beings like you and me, even though their name is very out there. They're very, you know, the world knows them, Um, but yet they're still a human being that breathes oxygen just like you and me. They have problems as well. Sure. Um, They have to wake up and make decisions just as much as we do. Um, So their life isn't any easier or any more different than ours other than that just people know them so cool gotcha um, and then yeah just the the knowledge so the biggest difference i guess from the college that different you know that that gap that i was talking about between like college and pros and like when you step up is it's just it's really the knowledge of the game is what changes from um college to nfl like those guys know the game hmm inside and out um so a difference we i would i'd kind of like to describe to people is that so in college i could know okay that's my linebacker that i got a block on this play or hey that's the lineman that i got a block on this play versus in the nfl those guys know okay this d tackle runs a a four nine he's 289 pounds um he went to stanford just you know, that, that hmm. level of difference that the, wow. that's what they know. Sure. Um, and so that it's just the, the knowledge of the game is what the difference is. And then like concept of plays, like, okay, this is going to be green, right? 91 X, um, X tunnel screen, right? So, um, yes, just, I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> it, so the first part is usually formate. So they normally go formation and then they, so how a play call goes is normally they would go formation, and then if there's a a shift in the formation, okay, like so say you go from green right um, shuttle to green left, so that means the tight end would start green right. He would start on the ball. 
and then shuttle left means like during the cadence, like you'd step off the ball, shift over to the left, and then go. They would go green left. So, so formation, and if there is any uh, shift, and then go to actual play. So like 91 X tunnel screen, right? So you block 91, but there's an X tunnel screen on the right, and then you, then there would be like formation, or then there would be like passing concepts after that. Wow. Um, hmm. which, but as a lineman, you normally just want to know like 91, Yeah. Okay. Uh, which kind of I was an offensive lineman. So like, on who you're blocking and stuff. Yeah. It kind of tells me, okay, so 91, usually that's to the left cause it's an odd number, but 91 tells me, or 90 tells me that it's, um, uh, just a, just a zone blocking scheme. So I block my play side gap, Okay. all that different stuff. Is that pretty standard so, for most teams to have like similar numbers and stuff. So yeah, like it's things. similar, but they just add their little twist. Okay. Okay. Um, because nobody sense. wants to have the same playbook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And that I'm, way it's like, we all know your place because you have the exact same. Playbook. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But actually there's really not much more offense out there to yeah. be developed in the game sure. of football. Yeah. It's just hmm. now. Execution. It, yeah. It becomes execution. And then also strategy mm. of like how, okay, what do they normally call on this? So they're on this yard line. They're on this down in distance. What do they normally call? What is their personnel? That's where the the pieces start moving in the yeah. game of football. Sure. And that's what separate the teams who do use what they have well and have a good game plan and good um, plan of action on how they're going to run their plays and when they're going to run them and. Hmm. So it's yeah. almost like a chess match. Yeah. Exactly. And that kind of comes down to like the coordinators of offense and defense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Just sure. thinking through yep. what do they know about us? What are they going to expect? What are they throw at them that's different, yep. mm-hmm. but that's not going to be a terrible play for like third and distance or something. Yeah. Sure. Yep. That's interesting because I always think about like I am a huge basketball fan, mm-hmm. um, but I almost never watch football games because they take so long because there's so many stops in play. And I always didn't like that, but I guess it makes a lot of sense because, you know, you, there's so much strategy mm-hmm. that, you know, when you're switching between offense and defense. And yep. um, it's interesting, too, what you're talking about, like the top guys are like, I know this guy went to Stanford and like that amount of detail. Because mm-hmm. I remember I feel like that is probably like a differentiating factor between the like the pros and the rest mm-hmm. of us. Like I remember reading about like LeBron James would be the when he was playing, like I think it was the Celtics in a playoff series. And. Mm-hmm. Um, they would call a play and he would start telling his teammates what that play was because he knew immediately mm-hmm. what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, or even I read uh, a couple days ago that like when Rajon Rondo got to the Lakers because he just got picked up by the Lakers. Did he really? Yeah. Hey. Um, he like the first thing he asked was like, I want to see footage. Like give me tape of all your players because I want to know their tendencies. I want to know their weaknesses, where they want passes because um, he's just a phenomenal distributor. Yeah. So it's just uh-huh. interesting that, you know, it's just like, it's less about like the position, you know, it's like this guy's a center. It's like, no, this guy's Shaquille O'Neal versus like Porzingis versus mm-hmm. Giannis, yeah. you know, it's like, they're mm-hmm. also different. And not to say that like, those are all, all guys are playing the same, yeah. but, but it's like, you got to know who you're playing as opposed to what position, what position playing. you're guarding. So yeah. that's very interesting. Cause each player, yeah, they might be the same position. Like you said, you know, Shaquille O'Neal versus like Porzingis or, um, who's the guy that plays for the Bucks? Giannis. 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 I tend to yeah. The Greek freak. Dude, yeah. I love that player. He's, he's such a good awesome. player. Um, he, yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, yeah, you got to know like 
that's that player. Yeah. Um, and it's similar and in football too. Like if you're on the line and you know, Von Miller's across from you, you gotta, yeah, you're going to, first gonna, off, you're going to die. Yeah. It's going to be a rough game. Yeah, for It's going to be a long day, <laughs> but like Von Miller versus like a lineman for the Browns or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Cleveland's second podcast in a row. Yeah, you guys we threw are, Cleveland under the bus last yeah. time. Good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we probably regularly throw Cleveland under the bus. I don't like yeah. Cleveland. So you know. some of the history behind Cleveland and Cincinnati is uh, this is kind of some big NFL history and we got to learn this in Cincinnati, but the Brown family. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were the ones that started the Cleveland Browns and Cleveland Browns back in the day, like um, Paul Brown um, started the Cleveland Browns and like started oh. the no huddle offense. So that's or why, no, that wasn't is that cool. why they have the Browns as their name is because of yep. the, okay. mm-hmm. huh. that's the Browns. I, and then there was some have. ownership um, disagreement because um, Paul Brown owned the Browns, hence the name, yep. um, which is weird. <laughs> um, and then, you know, they started to have some disagreements and so they asked Paul Brown to leave. And so he went to, I think, I can't remember like it's the mythical, like, sports curse of Cleveland and that's why they've sucked ever since. Oh. Um, they've had, had gotcha. some good years here and there, but then they, uh, so the Brown, Paul Brown, like went to Cincinnati and established the Bengals. Okay. Oh, and so we, so it's of, like a Romulus Remus kind mm-hmm. of thing. Exactly. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. Cause the Cincinnati stadium is called the Paul Brown stadium. Oh, fun. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So is there like tension between Cleveland and Cincinnati for sports? No, at all, because or? they know that, Cleveland sucks. Okay. <laughs> Cincinnati hasn't been too good either. No, so. it's like, I remember a few years back, they were making the playoffs every now and then, but would lose in like the first or second round. Yeah, they, yeah. Coach Lewis, I mean, he's a good good guy. He's actually, he started in the Big Sky. Oh, He started oh, cool. at Idaho State. Yeah. That's nice. where he That's played. Sweet. Okay. And uh, so I had that connection with him, um, but I don't feel like he has a good hold on the team. Like mm-hmm. the team, he lets the team like run itself mm. and like there's there's a balance between that i think you know what the coaches say and then what the players do like players have to take ownership but coaches need to have a say in what's going on as well yeah yeah and i feel like coach lewis didn't really have the greatest balance on that right um kind of seemed like yeah this is more the players team and they just kind of if they don't feel like it today then they're not going to go for it but, sure sure you know so coach lewis i didn't think really had much of for being a kicking the pants type of coach like hey let's like get going right he would try but players didn't really respect him enough i don't think gotcha so interesting yeah, yeah i don't know they i feel like they should probably they shouldn't have re-signed him as a coach <laughs> <laughs> they keep on bringing him back and he's never won a playoff game and they've been to the playoffs hmm. i think eight times in his 12 <laughs> that's years <tough. laughs> that's that's not a great record yeah, i feel like no. nba you would have been fired yesterday yeah. seriously you would have been like they fired Dwayne Casey from the Raptors after they made a deep playoff run, because just because LeBron swept them, yeah. and they had the number one seed in their conference. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, there we go. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this yeah. episode of Jeff and Josh. John, thanks the for the sports on. edition. Appreciate it. You bet. That was fun. That was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah really <laughs> enjoyed was, it. That was bueno. You're yeah. going. You're going boating now. Yeah. I, nice. I. We had a miscommunication. I don't know if we're going to leave for a little while. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. I can get some work done though. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. John, that was awesome. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, This is cool. If you're interested in listening to this podcast, not on YouTube, it's available currently on Google Play, Apple Music, and maybe Spotify. I'm not really sure. We're in in talks with them. They're they're very annoying. So it might be up by the time this airs. I hope so. So 
Uh, you can also check out our website, jeffandjosh.net. All of our podcasts are there, mm-hmm. um, as well as our merch store, which might have some merch in stock, possibly. Possibly. By the time this is up, depending maybe, on if I get my screen printing press done yet. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks for joining us, and we will see you. We will not see you next time. We'll be here next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> thanks, Josh. Yeah, that was so cool. sweet. Play Apple yeah. and then our own website.